On today's episode, we're going to talk about a death anniversary. That date, that date that keeps coming up. Why does it matter and how you feel about it? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about death, baby. Let's talk about grief and mourning. Is it argumental or existential? What's it mean to me? Let's talk about death. Hi, I'm Benny Capal, and I'm a funeral professional. And I'm Nicholas Capal, psychologist. Hey, Nick, let's talk about death. Let's do it. So, Doc, one of the big things that I come across in the funeral home, individuals who are dealing with grief or loss, they tend to bring up is they'll say, you know, it was it was a year from Tuesday you had dad here. It's interesting, Doc, that we as humans, we almost have like, you know how they have like, a, you have an internal clock for, for when you wake up, you know? It's almost like like was it, what's the rhythm? What's the Ar- Arcanian rhythm or whatever? <laughs> well, I think I think it makes sense, right? If you think about this, right? One of the things that I think a lot of grieving widows and widowers talk about is is that they compare themselves to that date. So, for example, a year of grieving, right? Mm-hmm. They're gonna go. Well, you know, that first month was miserable, right? I could barely get out of bed. Everybody was asking me what I needed, couldn't answer that question, didn't even know what I needed at that point. And now I'm starting to get rid of the, you know, Charlie's stuff in the closet. And I feel like I, I, you know, I got a leg up in this. Not that that I'm, you know, happy rainbow roses, but what I find with especially prolonged grief, if we're going to call it that, right, is, is that when people have are seeing a therapist for multiple years with the same grief right um which does happen you are not crazy if you're doing this Doc, can i stop you just for a second can you explain to people what prolonged grief is if if they don't really quite grasp that so uh, i mean so there there is a big uh, uh bugaboo if you will in the psychology department when it comes to diagnosing grief because there is clinicians out there, therapists out there that believe that we shouldn't be diagnosing it. Um, there is clinicians out there that think that we have to be because um, if someone has traumatic loss or something like that, it should be different than someone who is just, you know, grieving their grandparent or something like that. Again, I'm not I'm not trying to get political in this uh uh, thing, but I'm going to say that what I mean, what I mean by prolonged grief is, is that someone who's really struggling with grief for an extended period of time. So maybe that's a year, maybe that's two years, three years. Because I hear this all the time, like, what is what is the timeline? And I think that's one of the bigger problems we're having right now in my field is is that people want to give a timeline, and grief, like we've said multiple times on this show, there is no timeline. Well, I think it's because, like, we as a society give a timeline, right? Your bereavement day is three days. You know, well, and like this a, is everything has to. This be... is the problem because a lot of widows and widowers that I sit with think that their year mark, they should be fine, right? They should be back to normal. I'm not necessarily saying skipping and rainbow and roses, but like they feel like they, within a year, if they go through their grieving process correctly, right? Quotations correctly that they should be fine. And the, the reality is, is that 
fine doesn't really answer anything to begin with, right? If someone says, when you ask them, like, how are you doing? They're like, fine. You're, they're basically telling you, I don't want to tell you how I feel. 100%. Right? Yeah, it's a write-off. Right? <laughs> it's, 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 the same, right. it's the same situation I have at Home Depot when Clark comes up to me and goes, can I help you? And I'm like, I'm just, I'm just browsing. I'm just looking I'm just around. Looking, right? It's that it's the knee jerk response to, I don't really want to talk you're, to you're, you're encroaching right on now. my personal space. Yes. Please leave. Okay. So the big problem I have though is, is like, I understand why people use death anniversaries for like a, a notch, right? So they could go, okay. My thing is, is to not put timelines on yourself because unfortunately in my experience most people that have put timelines on themselves it doesn't work that way and then they get even more frustrated so not only are they dealing with uh, one of the biggest losses in their life but they're now also peed off with themselves because i should be in this or i should be here or i should be doing this it's just not the case well, and the other thing that I hear a lot, and Doc, we've talked about this yet again, we are not here to judge. We are just telling you how we have been told from other grievers is they'll they'll put these things online, heavenly birthday, right? Like this idea that now you're bringing in faith, you're bringing in that they earned their wings a year ago, these kind of statements, right? And the, and the question isn't, the, the the real thing that I want to bring up about this is is going back to sometimes when you make comments like that and are you are this is a free freedom of speech you have the freedom to write whatever you want but it is interesting that you may or may not you may or may not be hurting somebody's grief process by adding in that now yet again this is not a judgment this is just I hear that all the time right this is his heavenly birthday or this is the the year that he gained his wings. Something that's interesting about death anniversaries too, Doc, it's not necessarily just the actual date, right? But I find that the age that's attached to it too gets brought up. For instance, and here's a personal story too, Doc and I, um, our dad lost his dad at a very, very young age. So not only does he bring up the death anniversary of Papa to Doc and I a lot, but something he always brought up before was he was always nervous about reaching the same age as his father when his father died. Um, so that became a two thing that gets associated with it. I hear it too, like um, the Smiths don't last past 86, you know? So that's another interesting thing that we as humans do. And it's not necessarily the death anniversary, but it's attached to it because I find that Sometimes the age of that particular death anniversary, too, is interesting. Another little tidbit, Doc, that I find is more... It's so It happens more often than you'd think that coincidence is weird with it. And what I mean by that is a lot of times I have, I have put on the death certificate the same death date as the birthday. People who die on their birthdays. So then it's an interesting thought, too, is... Going back to when we talked about this on our uh, death and the holidays, and please go listen to that if you haven't haven't done that. But I find that people have a lot of will when it comes to they want to wait till they can see their family one last time before they're ready to 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 die 
after the holidays. So um, the funeral home gets very, very busy after the holidays. And my thought too to Doc that is, is it's interesting because it's always like whenever I'm sitting doing an arrangement, there's a lot of times, a lot of times, I'm not going to say 80 or 90, but I'll say a good 50 to 60 where somehow a birthday is around that death. Whether it's the kid's birthday or the wife's birthday or they just celebrated their anniversary for their wedding. So it is interesting that not only for us as the grievers deal with this death anniversary, but I would I would like to say that the individuals who are dying know that that date exists too. And obviously they know that the date exists, but is there possibly a little bit of a spiritual connection to that date, Doc. Your thoughts? Does that does that make sense? Am I am I clarifying that, or am I just kind of saying all this stuff that's a no, little I, hard to understand? I think I know what you're talking about, but I wanted to go back because you were talking about people that post stuff online, heavenly birthdays and stuff like that. For all the listeners out there who are widow, widower, or yeah, a survivor of a recent loss, like no matter what you put online. You, you are offend, you might offend somebody. Yeah. You are going to normalize it for some people. You are going to offend some people. Because what we do as human beings is that we tend to judge ourselves in comparison to other people. So for example, someone who lost the love of their life, their soulmate, right? Um, I put that in quotation marks because people see that in I've different your, ways. I've seen your bunny ears. Yeah. But um, no matter what you talk about, like, I, I, I keep coming back to the dating one because that keeps coming up in, in, in my personal experience dealing Ooh, with, okay. with widows is right and widowers, especially widows, is they have this idea in their mind that they have to grieve for a year. Okay. And, okay. and now I'm not saying all of them because it's not all of them. Um, but there's a lot of widows, women, um, widowers or men. Um, there's a lot of widows out there that feel like it's almost like the traditional, I have to wear black. I have to do this. I have to portray myself in a certain way for a year because if I don't, that's a disrespect for my deceased um, husband or wife. Right. Can I can I throw a caveat to that? I think too when it comes to society. Yet again, this is not how Doc and I feel. This is just how society is right now. Women are judged more in in everything that they do, whether it's they're like they self think that way or just honestly the society is that way. But that's how it comes across. And I think a lot of women too have this thing where it's like I can't date for a year. I can't do this. Well, you're for absolutely true, but I'm gonna I'm gonna throw another apple into the caveat, if you will, <laughs> a nugget, a right? Caveat nugget, on a caveat, nugget of truth. Women are really, really, really hard on each other too. Okay. Yep. yep. So there is these generational. The only reason why I say this um, to all the women's out there is is that I had a classmate who did their dissertation on women and how women treat each other and. It was fascinating to me that how um, how these old school traditional values, especially in the in in womanhood, um, if I can call that that, um, it shows up in the grief world. So 
especially de- depending on the cultures you're dealing with, right? If you're dealing with the old school traditional cultures, they have a big problem with people that will post online. Like, you know, one of the things that really helped me was I, I met Jerry, right? Mm-hmm. And then in their minds, they're like, okay, you're seven months into your first year. You're not ready to date. Not only are you not ready to date, you shouldn't be dating. You're cheating on your a husband that it, died. Right. And the one thing I'm going to say to everybody out there, if I can help one thing. So marriage contract, right? You go up and you talk to your, you say your vows, right? To death do us part. What does that mean? That means the second that death occurs, that technically that contract is null and void. Null and void, right. So for all the widows and widowers out there who are, and I'm not saying to go out tomorrow and date. Yeah, but they could look, but they could look. but... But hold on. What I'm saying to you is, is that if you are struggling with the idea of whether or not I should be dating, right, I want you to really go back through your vows. There is nothing that you are doing that goes against your vows. But, but there is, here's a caveat on top of the caveat on top of the caveat. A lot of the times the children are judging too. Oh, absolutely. That's a big part So of on top of it's, I don't feel right dating because it has to be a year. I don't want my kids to judge me for dating somebody without being a year after the death. Right. But it's amazing because I sit with the children. And they're like, no, we rather. <laughs> I sit with the children and, and I will tell you, all parents out there, I sit with so many children, young, old, medium, right? Teenagers, <laughs> very young four-year-olds to 50-year-olds that are still dealing yeah, we're with still, their parents. I mean, we're right? all They're children. still dealing with their parents, right? And all of them will say the same thing to me over oh, and over again. I want them to again. be happy. What is the most important thing for you? And they say, I want to see mom and dad happy. Yep. Now, yep. with that being said, what else are children terrible at? Telling their parents that. Change. Oh. <laughs> Change. When you start dating someone else, that whole view of mom or dad changes because traditions change, values change, the -hmm. house changes. Dad used to really love wood, and now mom's painting everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a a nod out to my mother who loves to paint, and my father loves the wood. And I know (laughs) that when one of them (laughs) becomes deceased... no, no, it's, 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 dad That's likes the truth, wood. right? Dad likes his wood. It's, it's, Mom it's likes his her paint. Um, but like, this happens so many times in my room. Is where what's really going on is not that they're uh, angry at their parent for dating. What they're angry about is is that everything is changing. Yeah, and yeah. who who do we take? Who do we take all that aggression out on? We take it out on our parents because they're the more mature ones. Right, we right. think they can take it, right? Right. But what people don't understand is is like everybody I've talked to, when they talk about soulmates and they talk about the love of their life, one of the things that they keep coming to is is like, I'll never be lucky enough to meet another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It happens. Yeah. It happens. Now, is it the same love? No. Is it the same person? Absolutely not. You know, but like to fall in love, if you are living and you are struggling with this, I really, really, really advise you to either, if you're really struggling with it, come talk, talk to me or talk to a therapist about it. But like, in all honesty, like life is too dang short to not be happy. Well, and it's interesting too, Doc, that I see it a lot. And I'm sure you see it a lot coming in, in and out of your room. Um, 
is widower widows and widowers tend to marry them other widowers or widows you know and i, and I think it's obviously because of the that ex, that exact thing where they don't have to you know we'll always have our first love we love you but it's different right it's a different it's a different um soulmate at that point um but you know i going back let's get back to the actual death anniversary too right so we're we're we brought up a lot of good points, but let's get back to the specifics, especially people who talk about, because we've talked about it before too, death anniversaries too. Let's go on the side of people who care for a griever, right? This is an important date to try to remember if you can, because this is when, you know, a year's passed. So for this individual life has gone on for everybody that's surrounding that person. Right, the kids are they've gone back to school, or the kids are you know with their kids and doing their things in different states now, especially now that we're all separated. So that individual is grieving that day, and it and going back to that time, I I feel like I I hear a lot of grievers that no matter what that day means something. Now it, for every griever, is it the worst day of the year? You know, is it a big X on that calendar? Um, no, I wouldn't say that, but I do say that I find for some reason that date gets ingrained in them. Um, well, and I also, I also see it with the grievers where they don't understand how people don't remember that it's the death anniversary. And what I'm going to say to every widow, widower, or family member out there is, is like, they don't, people, society doesn't mean to forget. It's not like they're like, that date is, I'm never going to remember that date to the, the rest of, of my life. That, that is not what it is. The problem is, is that people, society forces people to move on. Yeah, I hear it all the time. Like, oh man, it's been a year. I remember. And then, and then, and that situation, then their mind clicks. Then they remember. Oh, that's that why, that's why Shirley's acting so weird today, she right? She hasn't come out of her house. And, oh. you know, but like the thing is, is like, I think grievers take that so personally and they're like well, how dare you not remember that that was the day joe died right and unfortunately right. the reality is is there's a lot of things going on here right psychologically one we tend to avoid death right as human beings in general societally we are told not to deal yeah. with death and then on top of it like these people in that year have dealt with so much so much that we forget about that, right? Like I can think of like if I was to separate every year of even just with my children living, my my oldest is five, my my youngest is three. Like if I separate my life in the last five years, there has been so much that has happened. And that's not discrediting people that have lost loved ones in those five years. But like I have to focus on what's going on right now in my life. I got to make sure my kids are fed. I got to make sure all this stuff. And, and again, I'm not discrediting people's grief. What I'm saying to you is, is that people don't purposely mean to hurt you by forgetting the death date. Because the minute you remind them, they snap in. They go, oh my gosh, I cannot. How, how did I forget that? Right. And it's not because they don't love that person. It's because they literally forgot. Well, now, uh, you know, before we get to the Q&A's, Doc, I do want to bring up, too, that, you know, I find that this day, a lot of individuals will do a new tradition. So whether that be, I hear it all the time, right? The kids get together and they meet at the cemetery. They do, uh, they and then they have dinner together. 
Um, I think what I would like to challenge all of you listeners out there is add something with meaning to that date on top of what you're already going through because that date's going to be hard. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not discrediting and I'm not discrediting if you don't want to do anything. Can I say, can I challenge one more thing in there? Be flexible because one thing I do see that I struggle with is when it has to be a certain place. Okay. The reason why I say that is because what happens if storm, Okay, gotcha. You're, now you're upset because you didn't get to do it or you didn't or do it. Or someone feels guilty that they couldn't make it, Got but it. then another sibling's like, how dare you not come out in the, the uh, tsunami of why didn't you? Why did you have to break your leg the day before? Right, right. <laughs> well, and the, th- the silly part about this is we all do this, right? We all judge each other. And and even more importantly, what what is really difficult and what I try to tend to focus on is how we judge ourselves. Like, oh my God, I'm the worst. I am the worst child that I couldn't make it out to my, you know, that, that ceremony, that tradition, right? And I call it a ceremony for a reason because that's how they take it. It's a ceremony, not a tradition. And the problem is, is like sitting with those people, you're like, I understand. I get it. But like your kid was in the hospital getting stitches. Yep. Yep. (sighs) And, And anybody who is listening to this podcast on their person's death anniversary, our our heart goes out to you. Our heart goes out to you. And thank you for letting us be talking on this day. So thank you all for listening. Let's talk about some Q&A, buddy. Q&A, let's get to those questions. Q&A, Q&A, everyone loves that Q&A. Do you have an answer? Yeah. Got one for you? Yeah. <laughs> does it help you i yeah. hope so all right nick <clears throat> yes doc sorry doing a lot of whispering lately yeah all right here we go i'm devastated big bold big bold words okay. my aunt passed in august and i am still struggling with coping with it we were close we were very close and it feels like i will never be able to forget the grief how does one cope with the sudden loss of someone you thought would have many more years? How do you cope with that? You acknowledge that death doesn't have a timeline. So you have to come to grips with this idea that we don't, most of us, most of us, not all of us, most of us don't have a solid timeline of when we're going to die because we don't know when it's going to happen. There is children that are dying from cancer that should never happen. We have super healthy vegan runners that get in a car accident. And unfortunately they don't make it out of that. We have grandparents that have had amazing health and just unfortunately have a sudden heart attack and that's it. We've also had, you know, tragedies such as suicide or, you know, I guess what I'm trying to say here is, is like, we don't know when our number is going to be punched. So the reality of control, this is a human problem. We want control. We have a God complex. We think that we can control things. And when they don't happen, we struggle with it. Now with that, I want to start by normalizing it. We all do this. We all do this. You're okay. 
what I really want you to focus on is how much you loved your aunt. Because that's never going to change. That is something you can control. That is something that you know. You know how much you love them. And that's why it hurts so bad when they're gone. It's because you're human and you loved. And because you loved, you are going to hurt. Hang in there. Well, and I want to bring up something because a lot of us have the really cool aunt or the real cool uncle. And for all the really cool aunts and uncles out there, golf clap. Yep, 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 yep. Really appreciate you because especially the ones that either A, couldn't have children or decided not to have children. And they have been amazing um, mentors and fun individuals that care for their nieces and nephews. So thank you out there. I want to also bring this up to you. The thing that you said you wish you had many more years. It's just this human nature. That the sad part about time is we never have enough of it. We never have enough of it. And I want to, I just want to say this sucks. And I'm sorry for your loss. And what you're doing right now is is the best way of coping. Talking about it, openly discussing it, going to somebody and actually putting, making yourself vulnerable and explaining your situation. A, it keeps the the meaning of your aunt alive within you, and it also humanizes yourself and helps you get through this next journey. Because like Doc and I have talked about, and we've talked about it on this podcast, time doesn't exist when it comes to grief. And it's hard to put any time limit or anything. The big thing is, is you will forever be changed because of your aunt. And that's a beautiful thing. So thank you for, for bringing that up and being so vulnerable with that. Well, thank you all for listening in. Um, you know what? I, I do I do want to touch here on this this really interesting new company. Um it's it's called No Story Lost. Um they will turn your parents' life story into a beautiful book. Now, they say parents, I wonder if they would do friends I'm sure and they family. Do your kids. Yeah, absolutely, right? I'm sure they do your pet. Um they, they they will call, they will do interviews, they will make it super personal. It's amazing thing just to Look it, look it up. Put it, look it up. Put it in your put it in the bank. Um, they're offering uh, beautiful our beautiful listeners out there an extra two copies of the book with the promo code code LTAD, which is let's talk about that. So if you're interested, look at them up. Actually, you know what? Write us in. Let us know what you think. Yeah, let, br- that'd be amazing, in. right? And also check out GriefWorks app. You can head to illumapps.com backslash LTAD for 15% off. This is a great app. It's really convenient too. The idea that you can just pull out your phone and you can go through the grief journey with prompted, but also do it yourself. You know, actually have the time to do it and you can do it at your leisure. It's awesome. And your convenience. There you go. And if you're coming up to a death anniversary, or maybe you just had a death anniversary, you know, and, and you're struggling with it, you know, feel free to reach out at us at let's talk about death pod at gmail.com with your questions, your thoughts, anything on this episode or any other questions, please. And also give us the stars, give us the reviews, come out and send this out to somebody. You know what? Somebody's having a death anniversary coming up. Maybe send them the app. Maybe send a, send the pod out there. They might really get something out of it from listening to Doc and I. Please, please and always help us get this word out. This is important. And if you are not talking about death, then you aren't living. Thank you so much.